Good morning, my name is Mike Thompson and this is a podcast on the subject of the end-time salvation of Israel. One of the great transformations within my own spiritual life in the past few years has come from aligning myself with God's compassion for the Jewish people. It began as an intellectual understanding of, of God's love for Israel, but it has now become deeper, a matter of the heart. And I have chosen to align myself, to get in tune with and adore God's love for these often rebellious people. Please understand, I am not Jewish. I have no desire to pretend to be one. I am very, very happy being a Gentile. Thank you. But we are blessed if we align ourselves with God's love and compassion for Israel and pray for their redemptive salvation. As we attune ourselves to God's love for Israel, as his love for Israel flows through us, then may it transform our hearts deep inside. God has always expressed his unfailing love and compassion for the Jews. He has made a unilateral covenant with the Jewish people, and he will never, ever break this covenant. His eternal integrity would be at stake otherwise. His covenant is immutable. And there's a beautiful verse in Jeremiah 31, verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness, and I will build you up again, and you will be rebuilt, O virgin Israel. The journey of Israel has often been long and torturous. And now, these days, many have become very worldly, And they trust in their own strength rather than in the strength of God. But then I would have to say, who are we to judge? But despite all their failings, God has always been faithful to Israel and believed in his beloved children. There's a verse here, Exodus 32, verse 3, speaking of Israel. This is when Moses up, up the mountain, as it were, And this reads, So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. And he took what they handed him and they made it into an idol and cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it it with a tool. But God is always faithful to his covenant and he fully intends that his beloved Israel will walk with him through all eternity. There's a verse here, Deuteronomy, sorry, I'll say that again, Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 30. When you are in distress, speaking of Israel, when you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your forefathers, which he confirmed to them by an oath. There's a glorious promise there. You will return to the Lord your God and obey him. And God has this awesome faith in his rebellious children. He simply yearns to bring them together in holy communion. And God will have compassion on his people and forgive them their sins and transgressions. There's a verse here in Micah 1, chapter 1, verse 8. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgressions 
of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but you delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be true to Jacob and show mercy to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our fathers in days long ago. You know, we may encourage ourselves with this truth that just as God is forgiving to Israel, well, so we will be forgiven for all our sins and transgressions too. And that is probably just as well. I believe there's coming an end time tribulation, which will be extremely tough for the church, but also for the Jewish people. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. And Jeremiah 30, verse 7, How awful that day will be! None will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. That's most important, that last bit. And he will be saved out of it. This will be a terrible time, no doubt. And we must be prepared to pray and intercede for Israel and help them in their distress. But God will protect his remnant of his people through these tribulations too. Revelation 12 verse 14, The woman was given the two wings of an eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert, where she would be taken care of for time, times and half a time. And later in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And so just as God protected Israel whilst they were in captivity in Egypt, and during the outpouring of all the plagues that, uh, that uh, came upon them, so God will protect the remnant of Israel during the onslaught of the end-time beast. During this time, the, the self-confidence and the arrogance of Israel will be broken. Deuteronomy, I can never pronounce that word today, Deuteronomy 32 verse 36, The Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants, when he sees their strength is gone. And Daniel chapter 12, verse 7. When the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. So I think we all know how arrogant and self-reliant we can become. But during the tribulation that is to come, the glorious storm, as I like to call it, the stubborn arrogance of Israel will finally be broken and they will be ready and open to receive Christ Jesus as their Messiah when he returns in power and glory. And scripture teaches that God will pour out a spirit of repentance upon the Jews. Listen to this. This is Zechariah 12 verse 10, a glorious verse. God says to Israel, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem 
a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they pierced, and they will mourn as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one mourns for an only child. And Ezekiel 36 verse 25 I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities, from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. We know, of course, only by grace can we ever be saved. But when God pours out his gracious cleansing love on Israel, then their hearts will be melted and they will fall into the merciful arms of God. And the Jewish people will receive Christ Jesus as their Messiah. Matthew 23, verse 39, For I tell you, Jesus is speaking to the Jews, For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In Revelation 1, verse 7, Look, he is coming with the cloud, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. And those peoples of the earth can very much be translated as being the people of the land, that is Israel. But listen, this is Zechariah 12, verse 10. They will look on me, this is Israel, they will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for an only child. So when Israel sees Christ Jesus returning, they will know that this is the Messiah, the one they pierced, and they will grieve, but they will receive them as their Lord. When Christ Jesus returns in power and glory, then Israel will know that he is their Messiah who has come to rescue them out of exile and gather them in his arms and lead them back to Jerusalem. And God will gather his beloved Israel. Isaiah 27 verse 13 And in that day a great trumpet will sound those who are perishing in Assyria and those who were exiled in Egypt will come and worship the Lord on the holy mountain Jerusalem. Although we have seen a miraculous gathering of Israel to their homeland in recent years, and a precious number of Israelites are receiving Christ Jesus as the Messiah today, nevertheless the fulfilment of these end-time promises will not be fully realised until Christ Jesus returns in power and glory. And God will come to free Israel from their chains. Jeremiah 30, verse 8 to 9, In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke off their necks and will tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Instead, they will serve the Lord their God and David the king, whom I will raise up for them. And so just as God broke the yoke and the chains of Pharaoh, so he will break the chains of the end-time Antichrist, the end-time beast, and release his beloved children. And then finishing here, and Christ Jesus will return in power and glory, 
and defeat this end-time beast, this end-time Antichrist, and gather exiled Israel and bring them back in a triumphant second exodus to Jerusalem. The Jewish people and the Christians will join to become the beloved of Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15, his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross. For through him we both have access to the Father by the one Spirit. And then Romans chapter 11, verse 23. And if they do not persist in unbelief, this is talking of Israel, they will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree, this is speaking of us, the church, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature and contrary to nature, were grafted into this cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these the natural branches, Israel, be granted into their own olive tree. I would suggest that just as a man and a woman retain their unique identity, but yet become one in marriage, that the, the Jewish people and the Christians will retain their unique identity, but yet we will be joined and we will become one in Christ Jesus, his beloved. And thus, therefore, there will be one glorious new man in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening. Thank you.